SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to hour number two of Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. 844-843-6879 is the toll-free telephone number. We'll get some phone calls in here on the second hour. Again, uh, toll-free 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. You can email me. Go to the website, hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. You can check us out on our YouTube channel as well, conversing with a few of the guys uh, who are up on this uh, Tuesday morning. A lot to talk about uh, on this Tuesday as we had some good news, bad news all around the world of sports, NBA, good news. Uh, No positive tests out of 346 uh, players that were tested since July 13th. So everything seems to be on go for the NBA season to resume. Bad news, Jets and Giants announced yesterday. They're the latest after Philadelphia announced uh, last week, at least the city did, that uh, no games at Giant and Jet games uh, this year in New Jersey. Governor Murphy over in New Jersey saying uh, no good. So I'm suggesting they go play over at Stanky Stadium, Citibank Field, Yale Bowl, Connecticut. Heck, even go up to Foxborough, go play at Gillette Stadium if uh, you know if, if Massachusetts is going to allow fans in their stands because it's not a blanket rule from uh, the NFL like it is in Major League Baseball. So they could play in these uh, fields if you know the circumstances would allow them to do so. So all coming up here on Bagels and Bad Beats uh, on a Tuesday morning. Plus, uh, also, one more minute, my bad. <laughs> Thought we were done there. Uh, also, the screening test uh, for the NFL has come through at least for the preseason, which is not my concern. My concern as a gambler is I want to know what the protocols will be during the regular season. When are these tests going to be done? When are we going to know if a player will or will not be playing on a Sunday afternoon so I can put my shekels down? Baseball last night, big story out of San Francisco, uh, or at least Oakland anyway, where the Giants beat the A's, but Gabe Kapler and a couple of the Giant players kneeled during the national anthem. They also had a female first place uh, being a, a coach. First time that's ever happened in Major League Baseball. But I wonder now, I really do, if you're going to kneel during the national anthem during baseball games, then why not kneel during God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch? I think that's next. Sad to say, but I do think it is. We're coming up, maybe that means. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. You know, what he's able to do on the basketball court, orchestrating the offense, uh, leading the league in assists and really setting a tone uh, on the defensive end. We're the third third best defense in, in the NBA, uh, best in the West, and um, you know a lot of that comes from his commitment 
this season, which has been, been greater than uh, the last few years, uh, from what I'm told, um, has really you know, set us apart in terms of uh, being the, the, the best record currently in the Western Conference. And uh, like I said, I'm hopeful uh, those two awards go to those two players. Nobody impacts winning more than LeBron James. Um, I do believe that, that he should be the MVP this year. I believe that he should be the MVP, and I believe Anthony Davis should be the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I hope those awards uh, go to our two players. That's not to take anything away from some of the other candidates, but uh, from, from what LeBron means to, to our team, even before the season begins when the roster is being put together, uh, with the number of guys that are on the Lakers because LeBron James is here and want to play with him. Uh, I think it starts there. As far as the MVP race, I think I, um, you know, show what I'm capable of doing, um, um, you know, not only individually, but from a team's perspective, us being number one in the West. Um, there was a lot of conversation about, you know, LeBron can do those things in the East, but if he ever came to the West, what can he do? You know, uh, so, you know, I heard all of that. And uh, to be able to, to, to have our team at, at the top of the Western Conference and, and playing the way that we were playing at that time and the way I was playing, um, you know, that's, a, that's definitely a good feeling. Four eight four three six eight seven nine again eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in. Uh, those are the words of uh, first up Lakers uh, skip uh, Frank Vogel, manager, head coach, and then uh, LeBron James. Obviously, you know what's surprising about all that stuff is that they would even you know I don't mind Vogel. I suppose talking about it. One, no, he did, he did take a shot at, at a you know Anthony Davis, you know, uh, kind of throwing in there like he's taking it a little bit more seriously this year than uh, in years past. He kind of st- kind of caught himself thinking, oh my goodness, I'm about to criticize my you know best or second best player here. Uh, so he had to kind of calm down a little bit, but he he said it, you know, this is he's taking it a little bit more seriously on the defensive end as he's done in the past. So he takes a shot at at AD. And then, you know, again, I don't mind him bringing up the MVP because he's the head coach and, you know, what else is he thinking about? I am a little surprised, although I shouldn't be. It's it's LeBron. You would think, like, a player would just say, I listen, I don't care about the MVP. You know what? I really don't. I'm more concerned about winning a championship here. We're in first place. We're trying to get the season back uh, going uh, with all the stuff that's going on in our world and everything else. And now we're here. We're living in a bubble, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't give a rat's behind about the MVP. If, uh, you know, the Greek freak uh, gets it, then, then so be it. Or if someone else gets it, who cares? You know, I, I'm Giannis is realistically the only other real candidate. But not 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 egotistical, not ego LeBron. Boy, he is there fighting the fight. Boy, he, he, abs- he loves these things. He just cannot help himself but stick his nose in there, which gives you more reason to root against him. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't think he deserves the MVP. He could talk all he wants. It is amazing. Now, you're right. He has done wonders this year because he seems to forget about last year when the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. He seems to forget about last year when he, in essence, tanked the season, got rid of their head coach, you know, made all kind of changes, got rid of basically the whole team to trade for Anthony Davis. You know, he seems to forget like last year didn't happen. And oh, by the way, that was the Western Conference. So he was able to accomplish it this year in the Western Conference. But I will argue that the Western Conference this year just isn't any good. 
it's not like it was. You know, it, when he was in the East, the East sucked. And he's had the fortune of coming to the West and uh, not last year per se, but this year, um, you know, the Western Conference has dropped off quite a bit. It's not like it was. You know, San Antonio is clearly not San Antonio. Um, you know, Portland, you know, won't even make the playoffs this year. Um, you, you thought Minnesota was eventually going to come around. It never did. It never has. Golden State has dropped off completely to have this, the worst record in the NBA. This is not the Western Conference like it was just two years ago or even last year for that matter. I mean, it's far from it. Um, so to think that he accomplished something in the Western Conference uh, when people doubted that he could, it, it's just a joke. It's just a farce. So <clears throat> let's get Minnesota to play real basketball. Let's get Golden State 100% healthy. Let's get Portland, you know, back on track. Uh, let's get New Orleans another year, a full year, you know, with, with uh, Zion there. And then have him accomplish what he's going to accomplish next year. Then I'll buy in. But no, I'm not buying into a 49-14 and uh, Laker team this year. Nope, just not doing it. Not to give him the MVP, uh, that's for sure. So uh, good news, though, for NBA players. No positive tests. So that's set. So from the NBA standpoint, you would think they would be – and again, the same thing though with the NBA is as we talked with the NFL. I, I want to know what the protocol will be. Uh, are they going to test these guys now once a week? Are they just going to stop testing altogether? Uh, I want to know when we're going to know that this team really will be a full Laker team or a full Milwaukee Bucks team or a full Boston Celtics team, that these players are not going to be you know, getting in trouble with the virus and not being able to play in an upcoming series. I, you know, That, to me, is the biggest concern, hopefully – uh, we'll get that all resolved. Baseball last night, Giants gave Kapler and a couple of his players kneel during the national anthem. I brought up first hour, and I still believe it to be a concern. If you're going to do it during the national anthem, why wouldn't you do it during God Bless America? Seventh inning stretch, right? You got uh, arguably more people, more, more TV networks show the seventh inning stretch than they do the national anthem. If it's all about bringing attention to the cause, then why wouldn't you just do it then, you know, in addition to the national anthem? Let's hope not. Let's cross our fingers and hope we're wrong about that. But seems to me it would make the most sense. Football news, A.B. hinted on retirement. Uh, he walked away apparently from a settlement, according to the Four Letter Network, with one of his accusers uh, from his sexual assault allegations, sending out a uh, series of tweets, Instagrams, whatever the case may be. Is it time to walk away? I done everything in the game. You know, is it so difficult to have proper English? You know, speaking from a guy that butchers the English language as much as anyone, I get that. But is it that difficult to just say, I've done everything? Why, why does it have to be, is it time to walk away? I done everything in the game. You know, if, if you want people to not think you're a bozo and a bird brain, just, you know, I know it's Twitter. I know Twitter has its own little language. I get that, but not I done everything in the game. And oh, by the way, last time I checked, I don't see any Super Bowl rings on AB's fingers. You know, last time I checked, I don't see any Super Bowl appearances on AB's resume. I don't know how he thinks he's done everything in the game when he hasn't won the championship. Maybe that sentence alone, that tweet alone might just give you all you need to know about Antonio Brown over the years. I done everything in the game when the guy's never even been to a Super Bowl. You know, yep. Does he have his, uh, you know, uh, touchdowns? Does he have his receiving yards? Does he have his uh, moments in the sun? I suppose. But does he have playoff success? No, he does not. 
And for A.B., apparently that doesn't matter. And that that shows you a lot. That's how a guy gets kicked off the New England Patriots when, you know, I don't know what would have happened with A.B. on that football team. You know, you can make the case. They surely, I think, would have beaten the Tennessee Titans. You know, it would have been a great showdown against Kansas City. But, you know, he had a chance last year, his best chance to win a Super Bowl, and he pissed it away. So that and, and that explains everything. You know, sending out a tweet, I done everything. So then after sending out that ridiculous tweet, he sends out another one. At this point, the risk is greater than the reward. Thank you, everyone who been part, again, in nice English, uh, who been part of this journey. I sincerely thank you for everything. Life goes on 84. And then he sent out a third tweet. Uh, I came, I saw, I conquered, mission complete, call God. Well, you, you talk about a guy living in La La Land. Um, you conquered? What did you conquer? You conquered getting yourself kicked off a Pittsburgh Steelers team. You, you conquered getting yourself run out of uh, the Oakland Raiders franchise. You conquered pissing away a chance to, to win a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. And uh, you basically conquered that no one wants you in the NFL. And if you think that's success, if that's your model for success, Antonio Brown, again, that explains a lot. Big was the bad beat. It's got to let him SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Disgusting bagel. Yeah, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Tuesday morning, 25 minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking to the top of the hour. 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. And you want to email me, go to the website, hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Badger Kings Rugby Company is now following us. Official home of Wisconsin State Rugby. So maybe we'll do a little rugby gambling. I'm not sure what league Wisconsin Badger Kings rugby is. Is that a, a league? Is that a, a sport? Is that a, I'm not sure. I know what rugby is, obviously. But, uh, well, welcome aboard Badger Kings. We're always looking for new followers uh, on Twitter. So there you go, at Opposite Picks. Boy, do I have a solution here for college football. Um I, I don't know why it didn't it didn't dawn on me beforehand, but it, it has. SWAC yesterday will start there. Announced that they're postponing all fall sports, uh, including football. The the conference says it plans to play a seven game conference schedule beginning with an eight week training period in January of next year. So they're going the route of having football, you know, in January, February, March versus October, November, December, hoping that things uh, change in our country as far as the virus is concerned. So that means more games, more non-conference games are being lost from the conferences like the SEC, which has yet to re- uh, reveal whether they're going to have non-conference games or not. We've had a couple of conferences say, yes, they are eliminating those, but not everyone. 
So there are still that are holding on hope, and I'm I'm guessing, as we talked, I think, a little bit yesterday, I think the SEC is going to be the very last one. They realize, you know, 85,000 people in their stadiums, and they generally have eight home games for their 12-game schedule. That's a lot of money that they're counting on that they would be missing out if they, you know, got rid of these cupcake uh, preseason, if you will, non-conference games. So, but it, it, it is what it is. It's also eliminating a lot of games that we've discussed that, you know, may be non-conference, but they're not necessarily throwaway games. They're not just exhibitions. They're rivalry games. You know, whether it's Clemson, South Carolina, you know, Florida State, Florida, Iowa, Iowa State, you know, BYU, Utah. There's a lot of games that are played every single year that are non-conference games. And that's going to be sorely missed in college football if they really adhere to this no non-conference game. So what is the solution, Scott? This is a great one. This really is. Well, we have, what, 37, I think it is now, uh, bowl games. And literally, I would say realistically, a, a good 20 are just meaningless, right? E- even 20 to 25. You want to, you know, do the major bowls and throw a couple of other little bowls that are halfway decent. But a good 20 to 25 of those 37 or so bowl games are just absolutely worthless. Just, just worthless. Let's take the bottom 10 away and just say, you know what, there's nothing you could do about, you know, Southwest Missouri State versus uh, Southwest Louisiana. No matter how you dress that up, it's still going to be a boring football game. The only thing you want to do for that is to appease the gamblers. So let's take out of the 37, there's 25 that are left that are really meaningless. Out of those 25, let's take, you know, five, six, seven, maybe, that are just whatever, go schedule whoever you want. But those middle core 15 games, oh, this is a genius. It really is. Those 15 core games that, you know, you'd like to have some decent matchups and you'll get a, you know, a Washington State versus a Texas Tech, you know, a halfway decent game. But we have a little caveat to this year that's being given us, a little little bonus from the college football world. It's called taking a negative and turning it into a positive. Well, this year, Again, because of the uh, no, you know, non-conference games for most conferences, and I think everything is when everything is said and done, it may all all be that way. But I had two plans: one, start the season October first, buy yourself another month, and then eliminate all these bowl games. Who cares about these twenty-five ridiculous bowls? If if the option is having a full schedule and playing through December versus playing, you know, eight games, we'll say, and having these dopey bowl games in December when no one gives a rat's behind about college football, then just eliminate these dopey bowl games, right? I mean, that that seems pretty obvious solution number one. But we all know that's not going to happen. You know, the college football presidents and and, uh, chancellors, uh, their back pockets are dug too deep into these bowls. It's too crooked. They make too much money. There's too much behind-the-scenes stuff. They will never get rid of the, you know, the Tangerine Bowl, the Blue Bonnet Bowl, and all the other dopey bowls, right? So, uh, great solution, Scott. Not happening. All right. So, how about this then? How about take those 15 or so bowl games that you know we like to do something with, and let's implement all these rivalry games that are being lost. How about Clemson, South Carolina? Now, let's just assume Clemson's not in the the Final Four, right? Uh, how about throw a Clemson, South Carolina in one of those games? How about throw a Florida State, Florida in one of those bowl games? How about a Miami, Florida that won't be played this year in one of those bowl games? How about an Iowa, Iowa State game, which ridiculously enough 
somehow or another won't be played this year. How about a BYU-Utah? There are a number of games. I came up with, real quickly, I came up with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. <clears throat> Off the top of my head, you know, spending two minutes on it, I came up with, I think, 11, I counted. Clemson, South Carolina. North Carolina, Appalachian State, which is not that big Appalachian State, but they actually have a decent program last year. And, uh, you know, they, they are, you know, pretty good. And that would be a huge game for North Carolina folks. And most of these bowls are down south anyway. So that would be a tremendous game, at least for the state of North Carolina. And they played last year. And uh, North Carolina won, but they didn't cover. Um, Florida State, Florida, tremendous game. At, at this point, probably won't be played. Miami, Florida. Again, uh, you can't have both, obviously, but pick one of the two. Could be played. Iowa, Iowa State, absolutely could be played. BYU, Utah could be played. Uh, if that didn't work, how about BYU, Utah State? Or if that didn't work, then Utah State versus Utah. And, you know, all three are in different conferences. Clearly could have, you know, one of those three scenarios. Uh, Indiana, Notre Dame. Now, I know they don't generally play every single year, but what the fudge, uh, make them play this year. Kentucky-Louisville, not a great, great rivalry uh, around the nation, but it is still a rivalry. Two schools, different conferences, not going to be played this year, apparently. How about West Virginia-Marshall? Again, you know, kind of in that same vein, not a great, great rivalry outside of West Virginia, but inside of West Virginia, oh, uh, you West Virginia listeners know that there's no bigger rivalry between those two schools around the nation. I mean, those two schools hate each other. West Virginia never wants to play Marshall. Um, you know, that would be a tremendous game for one of these dopey ball games. So I actually, I, you know, like I said, I really, you know, I come up with a lot of ideas. This is one that, you know, really to me works. You know, And I bet you could probably come up with another four or five. It's got to be, you know, obviously, rivalry games. And it's got to be between teams that aren't in the same conference. Otherwise, they will play each other. Um, you know, how about, the, you know, just for a sake of art, we could go old school on some of this stuff. You could go Nebraska, Oklahoma. You know, how, how would we go down memory lane and, and bring back some of the rivalry? Pittsburgh, Penn State, you know, not going to play this year, uh, you know, with the Big Ten eliminating. That, that's another one I forgot about. You could throw that on there. So, like I said, there's probably about a good 15 – I don't know about 20, but a good 15 or so real good rivalry games that are played generally every single year that at this point will not be played. You put those in those bowl games. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, Scott, all those bowl games have official tie-ins to each conference, second place, third place, fourth place. I get all that. So this year, you know what? You go to all the bowls and you say, hey, guys, listen, you know what? We could have Indiana versus Utah State. And we could have Kentucky versus uh, BYU. And we could have uh, Miami versus, uh, you know, Appalachian State. Or we could have, you know, Miami versus Florida, Kentucky versus Louisville, West Virginia Marshall, Indiana Notre Dame, BYU Utah, and the list goes on and on. Which one do you got? You know, we have 15 bowls here. You want to work together and create some decent matchups? Or do you want to have these dopey, ridiculous games that no one cares about? So if they all got together, and I would think these schools would be on board as well, if they all got together, then why not? Unless, Scott, you say we might not have fans in the stands. 
if you don't have fans in the stands, is it possible we would not have college football bowl games this year outside of the major, 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 and I'm talking outside of the playoff games? I mean, would the Rose Bowl be the Rose Bowl 100,000-seat stadium? Has anyone thought about this yet? You know, if we have a season and we can figure out a way to have, you know, quarter-filled stadiums in college football, they just posted, you know, I, I told you with the NFL, no, no Eagles, no Jets, no Giant games. Uh, 20% for Patriot games I saw, 20% fan attendance for Baltimore Raven games. We may get the same thing for college football games. So would a bowl, we would even have bowls if they could only fill the stadium 20%. Now, I would tell you most of these stadiums are filled about 10%, so the 20% would probably be a gift for them. But point is, um, you know, we might not have the bowls. But if we do, why not do my plan? I, I think it's a great idea. I, I really do. Throw out all the alliances, throw out the, the, the contracts, uh, get everyone together, you know, the pool of 15 or 20-so bowls, get most of the uh, chancellors on board and say, we're going to give you a game that people are actually going to watch and people will be interested in. And you'll probably get a lot of people that would go to these games, to tell you the truth. So, uh, you know what, check is in the, 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 uh, the bill is in the mail, college football. I have given you the solution that you need. I think this is a great, great idea. 844-843-6879. Bagels with that beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Definitely respect the decision made by the Canadian government. Um, we're still disappointed because we were all looking forward to playing in Toronto, but totally understand the global pandemic going on, and uh, we're just waiting to hear where we're going to be playing now. We're definitely at a disadvantage compared to other teams, I feel like, uh, where they get to play at their home ballparks and their families are there with them and they're already acclimated to the cities. So now we're kind of scrambling to find a spot to call home. I think that's the one drawback, but we're going to figure it out and uh, stay positive. Well, it's a little sad because, I mean, all my teammates, including me, uh, wanted to play here uh, as a home field, you know, in front of our people, in front of the people that been in there for us for a long time. So uh, it's really sad, but it is what it is. Uh, we need to keep going and try to do our best and whatever we feel and the city that, that they decide to go. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Toronto Blue Jays there. Bagels and bad beats uh, with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Uh, 41 minutes past the hour. Uh, Anthony Bass, uh, first up, Blue Jays pitcher. Then uh, Tio Hernandez, uh, baseball, uh, the Blue Jays outfielder, talking about them not being able to play in Toronto. This is one of my favorite stories. I, I love this stuff. I really do. I don't know why I'm caught up into the story as much as I am, but I just think it's hilarious 
This is one of those situations where if you ever said, you know what, I got an idea. Uh, let's, let's create a movie or a story, book, whatever the case may be, and we'll head into the Major League Baseball season. It'll be two days before the season starts, and a team won't know where it's playing. And, and people would ever say, no, well, that's the dumbest thing in the world. No one would ever, ever, ever believe that. And, and here we sit on a Tuesday, season set to begin on a Thursday, albeit the Blue Jays won't have their first home game until the 29th. But still, you know, that, that's a week away. So they don't know where they're playing yet. I, I, I just find that so funny. Just so like, I always tell people, and people always tell me, well, Scott, you think you know more than everyone else. And I always tell them, well, I do. But uh, th And this is why. Because you automatically assume leagues, people, if they're in a top-notch position, then they're supposed to know a lot more than you. And and I say it, yeah, nothing further could be from the truth. It, it's like I tell people that want to get into broadcasting. You can get into broadcasting if you want. You want to do what I'm doing, okay. But be prepared to know that you're going to be smarter than your bosses. All right, if you're okay with that, then okay. So same thing here. Um, you assume Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball, not minor leagues, not winter leagues, not independent leagues. You would think somebody in Major League Baseball would have gone to Toronto, gone to Canada, and made sure, hey, listen, we got this little issue here. We have... Uh, you know, 29 teams in the United States, and we have one up in Canada, and we want to play games no longer now just in Florida, Arizona, and Texas, as was the original proposal. We want to, you know, be able to play these games in the stadiums, whether there's fans there or not. Any issues, Canada? Are we having issues, you know, at the border getting people back and forth? You would have thought they would have had that figured out months ago, right? Or at least weeks ago. And as we got closer and closer and closer and closer to the season, I don't know what Rob Manfred and company were doing sitting on their heels. Did they forget there was a team in Toronto? Honestly, I, you know, I joke about that, but not, not, not really. Did they just forget that they had to go back and forth once they realized and they knew right away? I think they knew the whole whole time that they were going to be playing these games in the home cities, ballparks and not down in these hub cities. So did they just forget that they had a team in Toronto and that they would be crossing a border and that they would have to go through customs and deal with all the nonsense? I mean, we've talked about people not being allowed in certain states here in the United States without certain passes and everything. I mean, how did they think they were going to go back and forth? Were they so obnoxious? Do they have such a snotty attitude that they figure, well, what, we're Major League Baseball, we can do whatever the fudge we want? It's just remarkable. Here we sit two days before the start of the season and the Blue Jays don't know what's going to be home. Is it going to be Pittsburgh? Is it going to be Buffalo? Is it going to be Dunedin down in Florida? You know, you got to remember that the whole concept was we're only going to be playing, and we'll take the AL East because that's where the Blue Jays reside. You know, we're only going to be playing AL East and NL East teams because we don't want to have to travel very far. You know, we, we'd rather play the NL East than we would the AL West because travel to the NL East cities obviously is shorter. So. Now, there is Tampa Bay, I get that, but they would have to do the whole schedule all over again, and there's obviously not enough time for that. So you can't just say, well, Scott, they're going to go down to Tampa Bay and play the uh, uh, Devil Dogs, so why don't they just play Toronto in Dunedin not that far away during that same time? Well, you, you can't do that now because – you, you know, the season is going to start in two days. You can't shuffle the whole deck. So a team could be playing 
you know, Tampa Bay on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then their schedule is to be playing Toronto Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That would make a perfect world. However, if it's not set up that way, if they're scheduled to play Tampa Bay Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they're not scheduled to play Toronto until, you know, next week, well, then they got to make twice as many trips down to Florida. And they don't want to do that, obviously. You know, Pittsburgh is not that, that far, but it is across the state. You know, having driven on Route 80 from Illinois, you know, Pittsburgh to New Jersey uh, or New York where the Stanks play or Boston, you know, or Baltimore, that, that that's a little bit of a hike. It, it is. You're getting in a plane and you're flying. So they can't, point being, they just can't pick any facility, you know, uh, anywhere in the country. You, you're kind of limited to, you know, the Phillies or the Pirates uh, or the Stanks. I don't know why they just don't do Stanky Stadium, right? I mean, why, why go to Pittsburgh? Um, you know, go to Citibank Field. There's, there's got to be a weekend uh, and it's a time when the Stanks and Mets are both not home. That, that's generally how it works out. I mean, um, I don't know if their schedule matches up better with Pittsburgh than it would the Yanks or Mets, but it's it's goofy. The, the whole thing is it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to think that these so-called experts have let time go by so now it's only two days before the season begins and they don't know where they're playing. That is funny. That is just funny. Anyone that's got an over-under play on the Blue Jays, if you have the over, you're a fool. Uh, you should bail out now because that's going to be a lot of travel. Uh, you know, 60 straight days of being on the road. Think about that. 60 straight road games. And I understand there aren't going to be fans in the stands, and I understand they're going to be de- the designated home team for these games, so they will get the benefit of the doubt of batting last and everything, but it doesn't matter. You are hopping on a plane, hopping on a plane, hopping on a plane, and hopping on a plane. And then when you you know, generally get back to your home city, instead of going you know, at home and being at home, relaxing a little bit, being with friends and family and just chilling out, uh, that's not going to be the case. They're, they're going to be in their own little bubble for 60 straight games over the course of, what, 65 days or whatever, two-plus months, that's going to be tough. That is going to be real tough. And that's a young team. You can make the case that, you know, might help their situation versus a veteran team. I'm not sure, but I, I would not have any American money on the, uh, pardon the pun, on the Toronto Blue Jays. That is just so crazy, the fact that they don't know where they're going to be playing uh, this upcoming season. Uh, it, it really is. Um, 844-843-6879. Um, Sacramento Queens had four more players or, or had four players testing positive. Now Marvin Bagley suffered a sprained ankle. He's going to miss a bit of time. So, and he's a pretty good player for 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 Sacramento. Fourteen points, seven and a half rebounds. I mean, you talk about two teams that are running neck and neck on falling apart. Whether it's Sacramento or the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, holy crow, just just absolutely craziness on how many players for both those teams are uh, you know dropping off like flies. Crazy, crazy. Uh, I see our boy uh, Aaron Rodgers may have had a little uh, drop down in class. He's now uh, dating, apparently, dating actress uh, Shalene. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know. Woodley? Uh, I did see pictures of good old Shalene. That's it. You know, not the, what is it, Shalene? Yeah, Shalene. Uh, uh, you know, nothing. Uh, Listen, she's not Olivia Nunn and Danica Patrick. I'll tell you that. But let's put it that way. It's a little, little drop down in class for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and Packer fans, be careful. 
Now she's an actor. She hasn't been in anything. She's been actressing. Been an actor. Well, actressing. Do you say that? Acting. Actressing. I guess so. Uh, she's been actressing a long time. But here's where the concern comes in. If you're a Packer fan, Olivia Nunn, no issues. Went their separate ways. Danica Patrick, no issues. Went their separate ways after two years. Now uh, Miss Woodley, who is an actress, no problem. Film producer. No problem. And activist. Problem. 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 Ask San Francisco 49er fans about activists getting involved in star quarterbacks. Uh, Google activist slash star NFL quarterback and see who names uh, whose name pops up. Uh, you know who will? One Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. That's when it all kind of fell apart for good old Colin. When he got involved with the girlfriend who was an activist, radio DJ, got him involved in all his stuff. And, uh, you know, we all know where that ended. Not saying the same's going to happen here, but uh, she is an activist, part of the Bernie Sanders. She was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And when his campaign fell apart, they created this uh, uh, activist group. I, I forget the name of it. I looked it up. But whatever. So she's she's into that. Um, I'm just curious to see how that all entails with Aaron Rodgers. So and I guess Danica's pissed off from what I was reading because she's the one that introduced Aaron to her. And now the, the Patrick is broken up. And it sounds like then if that's the case, then it was Aaron breaking up with Patrick versus the other way around. So any of those rumors about Aaron uh, not necessarily liking women, um, you know. He's either changed his ways or they were completely, completely false. Uh, uh, so uh, she's all pissed off, apparently, that Aaron is now with Woodley. So how about that? But, yeah, just uh, be careful, Packer fans. Be careful. 844 David Joku, uh, you know, wants to be traded again. But he did put out a little tweet yesterday for Cleveland Brown fans, and this is going to help you and he appease you some. Uh, he sent out a, a tweet expressing his appreciation for the Brown fans in the city of Cleveland, saying it's nothing to do with you guys. Uh, he loves Cleveland, loves the fans, but you know what? They got Odell Beckham, they got Jarvis Landry, they got Nick Chubb. Uh, they signed veteran tight end Austin Hooper. I think they drafted a tight end as well. So he seems to be the odd man out. You know, for a guy that was, uh, you know, basically on the disables the entire last season, he played four freaking games for Got the, you know, I don't know what he thinks Cleveland's going to get for a guy that played four games last year due to an injury. He is a former first-round pick, but um, you're kind of putting the Browns behind the eight. I don't think they'll get very much for him, so I doubt uh, very much he'll be traded. If anything, but we'll talk to later. I will close up shop next. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Let us close up shop on this uh, Tuesday morning. 
with stories we didn't have time to delve into too much. First up, baseball. Angels' Anthony Rendon, the big signing this offseason by L.A., dealing with an oblique injury. Gotta hate those injuries. Uh, not in the lineup last night and might not be in the lineup for the team's first regular season game on Friday, according to skipper Joe Madden. Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker, a nice breakout season, releasing his own cartoon series today called Uncle Vante. Uh, you know, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I just, you know, I always equate it to would Bill Belichick allow this to occur? Probably not. You know, the, the Dolphins were at a train wreck last year. Can we just get these guys to focus on football versus cartoon series, social issues, this, that, what have you? Patrick Mahomes contacted Chris Jones when Jonesy was negotiating with the chefs to get a new deal last week. Uh, Jones said, Pat texted me and said, let's get this thing done. I left some money on the table for you. And that's when he says he realized, okay, this is great. I'm definitely going to sign with Kansas City. And I'm thinking to myself, Pat Mahomes, who just signed a 470 or so million dollar extension, left money on the table? I mean, <clears throat> how much money was he really going to ask for then, if not $45 million a year plus? I mean, holy crow. And uh, Tyreek Hill says Mahomes actually deserves even more money than that because uh, he's the greatest quarterback since uh, sliced bread. Wow. 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 Mavericks owner Mark Cuban got into a little Twitter tweet uh, exchange with Senator Ted Cruz and some others down in Dallas, basically defending the right to not stand for the national anthem, which, you know, obviously is anyone's right. But uh, I I would think that would pretty, pretty much end his political career. I I don't know if you could run. Uh, a campaign on, uh, you know what, I'm not going to stand for the national anthem. It just, it's not going to cut everything, perhaps, but I don't think so. Great job by the phone callers, emailers, and tweeters. We'll be back here tomorrow right here. Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Enjoy your Tuesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.